Hello and welcome to Fans of the Genre 38 for August 14th, 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mikey Krieger. And I'm the genre. That's right, this is a podcast for fans of the genre, and I'm the genre. Um, We're fans of you. Yeah, so go ahead. I'm your biggest fan. I'm just going to sit back here for a little bit and let you guys wax poetic about me. Mikey, maybe he'll say something this time. About what? I I don't know. I just just love it when he chimes in. I'm such a fan of the genre. The genre's all right. It's just all right, and you're on this podcast about him? That's... Yeah. Are you a real fan? Uh, I am not in defense of the genre right now, like the Say Anything band. Um, I think the genre's okay. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hold on. I'm going to chime in here real quick just for you, Brian. Um... You've done this podcast for 38 episodes, and, and you think the genre is okay? Yeah, Mikey. Just okay? Just okay? Uh, I think you pointed that at Brian, but that was me. That no, I was it. chiming in because Brian wanted the genre to chime in. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh. I, I love it when you chime so, in. Yeah, th- th- this, is like, really ding, ding, ding. this is a really bad bit. This is a really bad bit. You're a bad bit. You're the puppet. Um, <laughs> Let's not even have a bit. Let's just hash out our shit right now. Yeah. Where, where's the beef? In the stew? I don't know. Let's get right into the news. Overwatch is having its Summer Games uh, event, similar to what it did last year. It's not tied to the Olympics this year, so they get to kind of, like, stray away from that theme. And Freeform. a lot of the... it's Yeah, it's a little bit more like jazz, you know? It's, like, about the costumes and skins you don't see. Um, yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think? Have you guys played? Nope. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't play Lucio Ball because I'm not really into Rocket League. Yeah, but I thought you said Lucille like, Ball. I was like, "Whoa, they came out like with some dope ass skins this year." Yeah, they did. <laughs> nice. Uh, so they implemented the rocket, the Rocket League, like kind of silly mode Lucille Ball again, where mm-hmm. it's three Lucios versus three Lucios, and you're like booping around a soccer ball. Yeah, uh, it's okay. It's like Baby Rocket you know. League. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it, it does what it can do within the Overwatch engine, but really, like the big, the big deal about the about any event is the, the skins, right? Yeah, and there are some good ass skins. Are there any good ass skins? Um, Basically, any Widowmaker skin. True. No, any soldier skin. <laughs> um, Genji sol- has a good ass. It's true. the The soldier skin is pretty good. He's like a dad wearing a sun hat with a barbecue apron thing, and it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm into it. Um, it's cool that they keep doing this, and I agree with what you said about Lucio Ball. I played it last summer and thought that it moved like really mm-hmm. slowly and was really hard to control, and just like was. The McCree one's pretty sexy too. He's uh, he's in his uh, he's in his swim trunks. With still don't know what Samp says on his belt buckle. S A M F. Sad ass motherfucker. I don't Sandy know. Sandy ass motherfucker. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, salty. Salty, maybe. Yeah. Salty. That's a good one. That, that makes sense. He's a cowboy, and he probably doesn't bathe much, so he probably uh, accrues a little bit of salt, you know, a little bit of sodium. Yeah. Um, oh, the Junkrat skin's good too. He's like a cricket player for Australia, and uh, there's a shot put, uh, heroic or like like, what is it? Game of, play of the game intro where he like is throwing a shot put ball, and it's pretty funny in the new skin. Yeah. Well, and then the Reaper one is just like a BMX rider who kind of yeah. looks like a dumbass Power Ranger. <laughs> um, like the other Genji skin that, that is? Yeah, exactly. A Power Ranger? Yeah. Um, I like Symmetra's skin. She's got this cool like neon green and purple thing going. The only one that's like kind of weird is that um, 
Mercy. Yeah, Sombra. Well, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sombra, not Symmetra. Um, I think Mercy's a little weird. She's just like the goddess of something, and everyone else is at a barbecue, and she's she, not invited. She's like an Olympian. Yeah. Kind of. Dude, she like, she brought the party with her. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, is that the only new game mode, or is this all really just about the skins? I think it's just about the skins, really. Uh, you also have access to the old skins from last year's Summer Games, and so oh, that cool. was uh, like a point of controversy for someone out there, but it's really cool that you can get like the old skins again, because yeah. some people really want that, I don't know, the, the Jap- Japan Genji skin. Or the, so, I, I think it's really important skin. I think it's really important to note that uh, Soldier 76 is like total ass like, dad skin of like him like being like a barbecuing boy. Um, yeah. On his gun, the little attachment on the front says, Assault Rifle. Yeah, like a salt rifle. Yeah, that's good. Uh, his uh, his healing field is a can of diet coke. Shit, yeah. nice. It's really good, and he's got like tongs and a spatula around his little. Apron. I cosplay it's as really that. Good. I'm gonna be honest. You're gonna be soldier. Actually, that's a very good ass cosplay. Like, very, oh, really very easy to put together. Very awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have. Oh man, that would make me. I'd have to buy Hawaiian shorts or a. Uh, I, okay, I would buy uh, Hawaiian shorts, but I'd have to buy cargo shorts to make that work, and I, I'm not yeah. going to buy cargo shorts. Sorry, hey, can I get a real uh, uh, feel of the room on cargo shorts? Dude, don't yeah. even have to ask. They're the best. I mean, I'm not going to shit on anyone for wearing them, because, you know, I'm you know, not about to dunk on someone's fashion choices, but you, know, you oh. do you. They're, they're not well, for me. I think I'm going to dunk on cargo shorts. So. Yeah, they actually suck. All right, what's in your closet, Rhodes? Let's, let's dunk on yours. Your um, I've got shorts, but they don't have big ass pockets for all that shit that I don't need. <laughs> I don't have ass pockets. So you don't, you don't have any utilitarian clothing. Got it. No. Yeah. Well, like I don't need to carry a hammer around. I feel like cargo shorts are for hammers, right? Yeah. I carry my hammer. Wait until you're a dad, then you'll need to carry around a hammer twenty four seven. I already am a dad. I have a beautiful daughter. Her name is Lady Kendrick Lamar, and uh, she's adopted. Hey, you guys still playing No Man's Sky? Nah. Uh, Brian, did you ever play No Man's Sky? No. Okay. And Mikey, <laughs> you stopped when it crashed a lot for you, right? No. Like oh, yeah. Ago? No, my game, I completely lost access to playing it. Oh. Uh, I, I glitched okay. underneath the, the ground, <laughs> and I had no way of getting back up. And so like, mm-hmm. I was just constantly running out of all my resources while like hovering below yeah, the terrain. It sucked. Well, maybe this uh, this thirty hour story update and much more will get you back um, into that that universe. What do you think? There's a story in that game. Uh, now there is, I guess. Oh, it's like Minecraft. <laughs> um, yeah. So No Man's Sky uh, is getting a huge update called Atlas Rises, which is supposed to add thirty hours of story content alongside a revamped quest system. The ability to edit terrain in an overhauled galactic economy. Um, and as well as some like basic multiplayer features, which is really cool. Because um, that game should have had multiplayer from launch. and um, well, They, 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 they said that it did. Would, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see that this game is still getting updates. And I don't know about you guys, I haven't seen any like negative reaction to this i feel like the fans of people or the, the people who are still playing this game this is probably what they want and yeah it's kind of totally. cool i don't know it's cool that they keep supporting it after all that negative 
outcry. I think they're making they're doing right by their by their fans, even though they yeah like as we've said it time and time again in this podcast that it probably should have been better at launch. Um, well, it should have been early access, but yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. It, you know, if this was like if Microsoft got that co marketing deal with this game instead of Sony, I bet they would have released it on their first look thing and mm-hmm. released it as early access. And I think that's that probably would have. Uh, been better for the game. I don't know. I have to, I have to just continue to imagine that a lot of the people who were so like toxic about this game's launch and like continued to be afterward, like have long since jumped off this game and are yeah. looking for something else to like immerse air quotes immerse themselves into. Sure. Yeah, it's a bad bad group to to try to appease. Yeah, they're probably mad that it took Overwatch a year to get one male. Um, extra character right they're probably pretty excited for ready player one yeah <laughs> fuck that movie yeah um, that movie looks at, so, at best very pandering yeah um so like, i think it was like six months ago when they the last no man's sky update came out and i said i was gonna play it and then i played it for like an hour and then i never played it again i'll probably do mm-hmm. something very similar with this one except i'm more interested in like starting over maybe on pc instead of playing on PlayStation. But that means so, you need to buy it again. I know, I'd have to buy it again. And it's probably still 60 or something, isn't it? Uh, I think it's gone down. And it goes on sale, too. Okay. That's, man, I forgot that that game was $60 when it came out. Yeah, mm. right? Uh, it's $24. Oh, okay. That's not, um, not terrible. And that's, that's it's, uh, the offer ends on eight sixteen. Okay, well, I have and, a couple days. And if you wait after that, it is $60. But, well, I'm probably not going to buy it. Let's just be real. Gosh, yeah. I have to also imagine the amount of people that pre-ordered and purchased that game yeah. are still funding these continued updates. Like, that, talk about a nest egg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that. We'll see. Um, I haven't heard too much, but uh, what's cool is like because the conversations died down. There's been some people that have kind of I've seen a couple of tweets that are like, "Yo, I still." sort of play this game and it's my kind of go-to thing when I want to just relax and exist in a space and not really worry about objectives because they added that like creative mode or, or something where you don't get hurt and you don't have to worry about resources huh. and that sounds kind of nice just hanging out in that universe so anyway yeah um <laughs> Valve announced a new video game oh wow is it yeah is it a prequel to a game uh, they don't do that. No, they don't. Uh, they don't really do that. We'll probably see the sequel to this game before we ever see Half Life Three. Yeah, we'll probably. Yeah, we'll probably see a sequel within a year. Yeah, um, they announced Artifact, which is the Dota Two card game. So, trailing off of the trend of like Hearthstone and uh, Gwent and the Elder Fable Scrolls Legends, one. Yeah, Fable something. Right. Um, this will be a fortune fortune that's right what do they what do they call this style of game like a collectible like a ccg collectible card game digital card game yeah uh similar to those games i just mentioned and yeah i guess some people are probably still into that people who play dota might care about that um i don't it's just sort of huge that valve has announced another game and it's not half-life 3 or portal 3 or like anything cool i think it's it's gonna sort of uh, and this is me maybe being cynical, right? Like Valve yeah. hires economists and like, like all sorts of like experts that are like not you know like computer engineers to help them you know l- like build these games to mm-hmm. make them so 
powerful. Um, but my initial reaction was, is this going to be like the heroes of the storm of digital card games? Like, is this just going to sort of exist in a space that, that sort of, uh, not panders, but like that, uh, gives like to its fans of those, of that game sort of, yeah, that yeah. exists solely to like, to distribute skins to get people to play it. Like right. that's kind of where Hots was at for a long time. Yeah. And it might maybe still kind of is, but, um, my friends and I play a lot of Hots, so clearly. That's... Do you uh do you know how um how many Dota characters there are? Dota two. Uh, let's check. No, Cause, I don't. Okay, because like, yeah, like maybe this game releases with, I don't know, six, and they just have like an endless stream of heroes to to add um or cards to add or something. So yeah, that's interesting because like Hearthstone can pull from the World of Warcraft lore and just like have a bunch of different monsters and shit that have been created over the years. But like there are, I know the, there are like minions in Dota two, but like what, 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 what is that pulling from when they create new characters and stuff? Is it just like random? Um, there are one hundred and thirteen heroes. Shit. Uh, sorry, what, like how do they create a new hero? Is that your question? Yeah, like I, I don't know. Hearthstone has all these like lesser characters and lesser monsters and as well as like oh, yeah. the major characters so i'm wondering what these cards will like pull from like is it going to be just all heroes or I yeah i wonder if it'll be like magic the gathering where you are like an entity outside of mm. all of the lore to some extent oh. and you summon all yeah. the monsters so maybe you summon all the heroes and then there are like creeps sure. I, I don't know dota lore so i don't either um warcraft has that privilege of having like a vast uh, or a wealth of lore for them to, to pull from, but yeah. Dota Two kind of seems like they're pulling it out of nowhere. League of Legends has the same problem too, where they're like trying mm-hmm. to retcon and recreate here and, and create heroes that like fit in into like increasingly smaller spaces. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm looking at Valve's like past few releases, and so they released the lab for HTC Vive last year, mm-hmm. and then. A Left 4 Dead spinoff, Left 4 Dead Survivors, that I honestly hadn't heard of until just... Oh, that only came out in Japan. That's why. Um, And then... Maybe an arcade game. Yeah, and then Counter-Strike Nexon. um, Just an extension to Counter-Strike? Yeah, free-to-play Counter-Strike game. Probably for China as well. Oh, no, that that one was worldwide. But, uh, yeah, since then, um, like, other than those and Counter-Strike Online 2, which was a Korean game... Um, the last game that they released was Dota 2. Yeah. So, yeah, they CSGO in 2012, Dota 2 2013, Portal 2 in 2011, and, like, yeah, like, it's been a long time since they've, like, had a proper, like, original release. Like, kind of... Yeah. It doesn't have the same, like, kind of gravitas that, like, Blizzard, like, announcing their first original game in Overwatch, like, a few years ago, where everyone's like, holy mm-hmm. shit, like... Blizzard's coming out with something new instead of doing a sequel to StarCraft or, you know, WoW Diablo expansions or, or Diablo, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, it makes sense that they'd be doubling down on Dota. Yeah. But it's still just like, yeah, okay. Like, it, yeah, I wonder how, how successful it would be because I feel like card game players and Dota players play those games for different reasons. Like, I don't think the unifying thing will be like its lore or I don't know its characters or anything like that I'm, I'm curious why mm-hmm. they decided to theme it around Dota but I don't know yeah and I'll, I'll I don't think that a critical mass of fans are like 
holding out or holding off from playing Hearthstone because it's not a a Valve yeah uh, property. Yeah, yeah. And, like I don't care about WoW, and I got into Hearthstone for like a yeah. pretty good stretch, and like. All we have to go off of is a teaser trailer with like some right. floating stones and like an empty space and then a logo. Yeah. So like we don't know what the game's gonna look like. Like for for me the Elder Scrolls one looks like such a like a kind of a dreary version of Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, part of what make what makes Hearthstone great is that it's like bubbly and it pops and it's like got a lot of personality and like yeah, like artifact. Like I forgot the name of this game for a second. I'm staring at a document about it. Um <laughs> Like it, it needs to really stand out, like visually, uh, mechanically, because just like Hearthstone was a close to perfect, like card game. Yeah. In the way yeah. that like Overwatch and like Overwatch, like imitators would have more room than a Hearthstone imitator, but like yeah, yeah Overwatch came out and it's like yeah, that was damn near perfect. Like, mm-hmm. like good luck trying to like tr- knock that off because it, that game is just so tight, so well made. And, yeah. Um, for something like Hearthstone, which, you know, card games have been around forever, like, trying to make something, like, hyper-balanced and j- that just works well is going to take a lot of work. So we'll see how that turns out. Like, that's a mm-hmm. huge a huge thing to try to do. And, like, honestly, it's probably going to be free-to-play, So, and, like, it's probably going to be Dota players, which is, to be fair, like, a very large yeah. base of... Totally. It's definitely yeah, for a lot gamers. of people. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't think it's going to have the same proliferation that Hearthstone does. Yeah. The next thing on this list is a really cool project from a bunch of indie developers, including uh, Derek Yu, who made Spelunky, uh, people who made Downwell, which is a really cool game, Ridiculous Fishing. Uh, It's something called UFO 50, and it is a batch of 50 games that are inspired by, like, retro aesthetics and platformers and side-scrolling shooters and puzzle games. Um... And it'll all be published as part of one big package uh, in 2018. That's great. And the trailer is super cool, and the art style for everything is super cool, and they look like games that have actually existed. They look somewhere between, like, 8 and 16-bit, uh, like, arcade games, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not quite like a Shovel Knight where it's like, oh, they just reimagined right. um, like what like what makes old-school games great and, like, what that would look like today. Like, this just straight-up looks like, oh, like, these are, like, Atari and NES games. Like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, interesting. According to the uh, official website, um, these games were, quote, all created in the 80s by a fictional company that was obscure but ahead of its time. <laughs> um, they all have a 32-color palette, and they all have, like, their own restrictions, um, similar to, like, console or hardware restrictions of that time. But like probably have a little bit more leeway, you know. Yeah. Um, and they're not like mini games. These are fifty full games, but you know they're probably smaller, shorter than their other like their contemporaries from the eighties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's pretty cool that like these this group of developers putting out. Uh, I don't know, fifty full titles. That's cool. I I didn't think about this until just now. It is kind of a bummer though that, um, as far as I can tell by looking at the. Um, creators that they're all men and actually mm. I think it would have been kind of cool to see um, some games from women in there too yeah but, um, regardless Spelunky was a really cool game Downwell is amazing and so is Ridiculous Fishing I'm not familiar with Time Barons Scorpulac or Madhouse but I imagine that if they're all hanging out with people who make really good games uh, 
they'll be worth playing. Yeah. I don't know. So my concern is like, not even it's not even very fair, but like it this reminds me of movie forty three, which was Ooh, like twelve whoa. directors getting together and like making like forty three like like individual like sketches and bits that like they kind of wove together into a movie and it was just like really sloppy and all over yeah. the place and like it's gonna be weird because this is this like consisting of all original things like how and not that it should be based around reviews but like how would you like review and tackle this game yeah. and like it, it's very weird it's like you know 10 of the games might be good like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that you know like throw this under the bus like before it's even out and like people get their hands on it but it's really weird like you're not bound to like all of these games it's like like it, no, it, totally. it reminds me of getting my hands on where replay where like a lot of those games I hadn't played especially like the old like NES and Atari stuff mm-hmm. so like yeah like some of these are just gonna straight up be bad especially since they're like going after um like the NES kind of aesthetic and where like a big problem with that was that there was like too many games being made and like not a whole lot of like quality assurance which is why like Nintendo eventually came up with like the Nintendo seal of approval for games uh-huh. that like they know that were made well and with time and care. So, um, you know, these de- designers are, are surely like aware of all those limitations and everything. And so they're going to, you know, not fall into the same kind of trappings that plague that kind of era in gaming. But yeah, like just, you know, betting on 50 games to be good. Like how, like it, it's just going to be weird. Like how many of those games need to be like good for someone to like want to pick it up? Yeah, no, I thought about that too, and I'm, I'm not even expecting to like every single one. It's just, no. yeah, it's a cool project, and I, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can, I can kind of imagine that maybe these people all just talk to each other pretty regularly, and say, hey, I've had a couple of concepts floating around, but like, wouldn't be worth a full release. What if we just like bundle them together or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's. I, I think of it more as like the the Genesis collections that they come out with, or like even like the NES classic it's like you don't like every single thing on the NES classic but you're gonna but a lot of people want to pick it up and play those old games so right but but those are still like relying on nostalgia and like having played at least some of them or this is all entirely new property so Mm -hmm. yeah like it's weird like how do you bank on the nostalgia like how yeah like there's no one single property that someone's like oh yeah like I'm gonna you know come in for this where you know like for me like the uh super nintendo classic like i'm like i want to fucking play star fox 2 like are you kidding me yeah and to be fair i love basically all of the games on there but yeah yeah, it's just weird and like i'm glad that somebody's making it but it is gonna be interesting to see how it's received and what you know what happens yeah on the inverse of that i would say that like for the price of one game you might find like 10 to 15 that really speak to you which is yeah cool yeah so and and a big part of it's gonna be like how much does it cost? It's like I could see it yeah. costing sixty bucks because it's fifty games yep. like that. Yep. You know, fifty people made or fifty mm-hmm. developers. I think it'd be cheaper. I mean, yeah, I don't know if anyone's gonna go out of their way to to purchase. I mean, outside of like an enthusiast like group, I don't know if anyone's gonna go out of their way to buy sixty or fifty games for sixty bucks that are made by indie developers. But if you put put it out for like twenty bucks, like I could see that moving quite a bit um yeah especially it's it's just becoming harder and harder to to diversify yourself in the indie market that this seems to be like the logical like next step like this is 50 developers trying to put out 
50 games, but I bet you doing it all together is gonna gonna push more or get more money than trying to do it all individually. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I think it's I think it's just five indie game developers, not 50. Oh, is it? Okay. So it's five developers making what is that? Ten games each. Yep. Yeah. Pretty cool. So it's cool, pretty cool. cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I still don't think I'd buy fifty indie out. games in the next four years, but with this, I would. Yeah, I would definitely. I'm. I will pick this up because I think it's if it's even the cost of one full price game, it seems foolish not to. Um, if you're into that sort of stuff, I don't mm-hmm. know. Mikey, why don't you take the next one? Because you seem to have the most familiarity with. Uh, with its subject. Yeah, I just want to throw this one there in there as like, as like I, I'm very much like always like anticipating games for the Switch and mm-hmm. like thinking of games that would be like perfect for it. And uh, what got announced this week was I th- I think is like one of the best examples of like a game that is like designed so well to be like played on Switch, and that's uh, Dragon Quest Builders Two. Yeah. Um, it's so it's, yeah, it's a sequel to last year's Dragon Quest Builders, which kind of took the idea of like crafting and mixed it with um, basically like action RPG mechanics and set in the Dragon Quest kind of world and like palette. Um, yeah, it was like a really the the original that came out last year was a really well written and like simple but deep if you're willing to like commit to it. Um, yeah, it was just a very like fun and like relaxing game. Where uh, for me, like my biggest hurdle with Minecraft is like I'm very bad at like kind of setting my own objectives and goals and uh, kind of following those through. But I always like the idea of crafting. And then um, Dragon Quest was a very nice, or Dragon Quest Builders is a very nice kind of uh, game that catered to both those sensibilities. Where you're mm-hmm. off like running around, like chopping down trees and um, gathering resources and. Um, even like taking them off like enemies like there's definitely like a lot more like enemies there to be enemies than there is in like Minecraft Um, but yeah and there's like story and there's other characters that you interact with and there's things to do and there's uh, like the premise of the game is that the concept of building has been erased from the world and you're the one person who can build Um, which is like really kind of silly but like yeah but but they lean into it like like that's like like they lean into the absurdity of that kind of idea. So like everyone's just kind of like living in this like empty world and like don't have like real shelters or anything. So like you build, you build like a house or a bed and people are like, what did you do? Like, what is this? And it's like, (laughs) it's just really clever and cute. And it's like a very good, like game to just pick up and play for a little bit. And like, like I think the switch really caters itself to games that are just kind of like, like a pick up and play and um, just kind of like, relaxing and like low pressure like um so dragon quest builders is perfect for it like we were just talking about no man's sky like if it came out on switch i actually might buy it again um like, like not at 60 dollars that like it's being yeah still like run for on steam but um no like that would be a really great game it's like oh yeah i'm gonna lay in bed like i have like you know a little bit of time before like i feel like i'm ready to like actually fall asleep and so like yeah i'll play this for a little bit and um yeah, Dragon Quest Builders is perfect for that. Like, I'm so excited. And so um, next year, it's coming out, I believe, uh, on PS4 and Switch. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I just want to throw that out yeah. there. It's like, I, I feel like we talk about the Switch a lot, and it would be worth mentioning that this game's coming out, and I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah, that'll be cool. I hope they can kind of recapture that um, spirit of that first one. Yeah. 
Um, let's move into what we've been playing. Uh, I've picked up um, with Grace um, Telltale's Batman Season 2. And as fans of this podcast know, I've had a really like back and forth relationship with Telltale. But you're giving them Grace um, to, to try again. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of the few... Their games are like one of the few ones that I can play with uh, with Grace and um, like you know she gets motion sick when there's other games or uh, even with Night in the Woods like she got sleepy watching me play it so it was I don't know we take turns with Telltale we like to make the decisions together and this one um, I wasn't expecting much because I didn't love Batman season one um, even though they do really cool things with the like canon of Batman like stuff about his parents and uh, other characters in the in the universe but uh batman season two was like kicked off to a really great start and they're already doing things with um characters that i didn't like in the first season they're much more fleshed out and more believable now Mm. um i think there's some interesting stuff going on with like um the joker's character before he becomes the joker they actually made the riddler someone that i didn't want to punch in the face like because he's annoying usually mm. um there's some cool stuff here and uh i was talking to you guys before sort of recording like invariably uh every telltale game will like lock up to a blue screen on my playstation 4 and we'll have to restart from a checkpoint um or there'll be like weird audio visual hitches and like things will cut out whatever this one ran like butter and i don't think i've ever been able to say that um for a telltale game so kudos Telltale for finally figuring that out because it's been borderline unacceptable for a lot of their releases. What's the premise for it? You're Batman solving crimes. Yeah. So are you familiar with Batman? Um, like the 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 man or the bat? Well, see, that's the interesting question. Who's wearing the mask? Is it Batman or is it Bruce Wayne? Shit. Um, <laughs> so uh, in in general, with with tell, Telltale's take on this is like you're in your first couple years as Batman facing your um the first major trials as a vigilante hero and the uh and this one is really interesting because you're like it opens with your in in uh another millionaire's like casino and you're trying to learn more about him and that's when the riddler shows up and he gets away but um an outside like government agency gets to come in and like they have a contentious relationship with jim gordon who you at the end of the last season finally gained uh, his trust um, so you have like a really good relationship with him and this agency should you choose to work with them uh, will affect your relationship with GCPD hmm. um, so it's all it, like like all Telltale games it's about like the relationships you make with people and like keeping the relationships you want good to stay good and yeah um, I think I mentioned this with the other Batman one I'm realizing this more and more with Batman that they really like fetishize cops and there's like we were like reliving our dialogue choices from the first season and there's one option that was like uh, at the very end you could have like um, as Batman forged a really good relationship with GCPD to like fight crime or as Bruce Wayne donate money to like give the cops more gear like and more weapons and more guns and stuff and i remember like very quickly looking over to grace i was like no i would never fund cops like, we, this is not the choice we made um so it, it, it's weird i i really don't like that 
sort of aspect of Batman in general. But um, at the same time, I like to have that good relationship with uh, with Gordon. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's a, one of the better Telltale games for sure. That's good. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad. Like, yeah, it, it. Yeah, I don't know where I'm at with them. Like, it's <laughs> it's always hit or miss, and mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I kind of wish that they'd do something a little bit more obscure where they have I feel like more leeway um yeah because it's like it's Batman it's Guardians of the Galaxy was The Walking right. Dead I, I guess The Walking Dead they have a lot more flexibility than they do with like either of those but Game of Thrones but yeah I, yeah I, I just yeah like the best I know like for, for me the, the best one that the best two that they did were Wolf Among Us and Tales from the Borderlands and Tales from the Borderlands like even though it's an established property with like a pretty well-contained story like they worked within that and like explored different areas of it and yeah they made a very good ass video game out of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um there's actually a really great um article like an oral history of tales from the borderlands uh at campo santos quarterly review it's like something they release every three months um just a bunch of articles by one writer and uh he talks to the development team and how like a lot of them were like uh you know, they just got a job at Telltale, and they're really excited to start working on, like, Walking Dead or Wolf Among Us or something. And when they found out they were working on Borderlands, they were like, oh, really? And then they fell in love with it and made a really great game. Cool. Um, yeah, I would check that out. Um, they are doing a Wolf Among Us Season 2, and to your other point about, like, obscure things, we we typically don't... Like, we, the only ones we haven't played are Minecraft, which we'll never play. And we, <laughs> we didn't pick up... Um, guardians because they that one seemed to be like hot trash yeah um did you so did you and i don't game care of about that universe at all yeah it was uh not very good no. i don't remember anything about it i liked it <laughs> but i understand did it? you did yeah. I, I played i thought i played two episodes of it and i thought it was fine oh man it was so boring it didn't even feel like game of thrones to me it felt like oh yeah it like was kind of game of thrones wannabe it was kind of just like it, it, it was just its own standalone story in so many ways except they would just sort of introduce the show characters every once in a while in in not very meaningful ways yeah i mean there's certain things about game of thrones that you expect like for me like the cinematography and the writing is something that i watch game of thrones for and that didn't have it like it just felt like like an also ran sort of thing it just didn't it it wasn't very good i also wonder Mm -hmm. if that was written and like created before some major decisions were made like toward this end end of the the series which we're getting really close to like mm-hmm. it, it just seems like there were some storylines that they just can't really like uh yeah can't really like weave their story into anymore like i almost yeah, wonder it came out at yeah a, it came out at a weird time too because like uh it came out after season four and it was set um between three and four yeah. so like you also watch Game of Thrones because you want to see how all these things will influence the other and like the outcome of this bigger story and the self-contained things just to me aren't as interesting because like mm-hmm. I don't care if this family gets their gets to keep their like sacred wood or whatever to make shields if like I already know what happens like it it, it was weird I, I didn't care for the the side story thing plus so, for, it, oh, keep going I was gonna say for me with that world like you know that like there's actually like potential for your actions having serious implications in terms of like somebody could die but yeah. on the other hand it was also like oh Ramsey's showing up I know nothing's happening bad yeah. like bad to him or Marjorie like 
there are those characters that are untouchables, but then I I felt like it was counteracted very well like with like uh and again I only played a very like only a third of it, but uh like these other characters, especially like uh who cares for spoilers since it's so old and a lot of people don't yeah. like it. But like when the little kid dies or like the or your, like your player character dies yeah, or, episode um, one. yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. Like, all right, like I don't know where this is going. And I, I also did actually like um, how it wasn't centered around a, sp- a certain character. Because uh-huh. b- mm-hmm. before that, you had Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead, which were like kind of like tied to like a single protagonist. Um, yeah. And then Tales from the Borderlands had just kind of dabbled in that, where you, there's two protagonists you follow. Um, but uh, yeah, with uh, Game of Thrones, I liked how it was like you're hopping all over the place in these different parts of, you know, Westeros and Essos. And yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I liked it as like uh, kind of exploring uh, different parts it, of Game of Thrones because like otherwise you're limited to like what the show shows you, and mm-hmm. just being able to kind of like get into these like nooks and crannies of the Game of Thrones world I thought was really interesting if, as a if fan. there's ever a season two, it's definitely gonna have to be like set very far in the past or something like, and just be kind of like a one-off story. Mm-hmm. Well, even then it could be they could they could do whatever they want with that and and it it could become canon like. Uh, you know, you could just tell a story about Lannisters and Starks and stuff, kind of like what HBO is talking about doing with the spinoffs of the series, right? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure that we'll see a spinoff series of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. with a Stark villain and a Lannister, you know, hero or pr- protagonist. Like, I think that they could easily do that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we're actually going to get a season two of Game of Thrones ever. They said that they're thinking about it, but I, I feel like it's too late now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It must have had to be like it must have been written and rewritten at this point because it's been a couple years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Batman. It's good. Batman. And we'll, sweet, sweet. We will also be playing the third and quote unquote final season of The Walking Dead, which is coming up soon. So. I thought they had the third season. Uh, sorry, it's not third. I guess it's Fourth. four. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Um. I've been dabbling a little bit back into Hollow Knight. Yeah, it's very good. I was concerned that an update lost my save file, but uh, it was still there. Um, yeah, playing that, it's awesome. It's hard, but that's the kind of stuff I'm into. Um, I got another chicken <laughs> dinner. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, got, a, got another single-player one. Like, I was just popping in, like, oh, like, I'm sure people are going to be home later, and it'll, like, and then, like, I'll warm up before, like, my roommate gets home, and then we can play, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just popped in and like I was like, all right, I'm just gonna warm up. I'll go after some AFKs and like we'll see how it is. Um, mm-hmm. And so I like it ended up on the military base at the very south end. Um, one other person had the same idea, and him and I had a pretty feisty fist fight. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like knocked him out. I had like a sliver of health left. There was only one AFK person, so I took them out, got my second kill, um, and then the map. Uh, or the circle was at Georgia pool on like the far Northwest area. So like, Oh shit. Um, and so like I ran into like the nearest house, grabbed stuff and I was like, okay, I'm going to see if there's a boat on the beach. Cause then I could just make my way up there that way. So I ran to the beach. There wasn't a boat. So like, okay, cool. I just wasted like 45 seconds and then like found a car, like bolted, like was in the blue zone for a little bit. Cause like it ended the, the first circle was ended like, on the other side of the bridge, like on, like mm-hmm. just past the lighthouse and everything. So I think I was in the circle for a little bit 
and just like okay well shit now like you know I'm so far behind I think I had a crossbow and uh, like an Uzi and like that's all I had for weapons um, yeah and so then like I went up to it was actually uh, Brian it was mm-hmm. the little uh, compound of houses that the we finally played together by the way um, and <laughs> in our play session uh, we're like okay let's go check out these houses and alright like doors are open whatever Brian goes straight into the middle of them stops the car and like people oh, were posted yeah. up in like like I think like one in each house and so then like they yeah. all just we got like <laughs> rained hell on us um, but yeah so hey, was, man, they had a good night they had a really yeah. good night so it was actually that little compound I uh, uh, there was a box of a person in one of these houses that hadn't been raided through because it had an SKS on it um, and then I found an M16 in a different room so I was like okay I actually have guns now um, yeah. but like someone was in the building that you crashed t- into like I was in the one opposite that but like someone was in there and like trying to pop shots off at me and I was like okay well I'm gonna stay in this house but avoid these windows on this one side um, and then like once I slowly got pushed out of that circle I was like okay I made it across the road down the hill there was one person there that I took out and then like very like you know doing my best to like stay out of the way and like make it through and um up until like i think either the last or second to last circle like where it just stops shrinking um Mm -hmm. i had those three kills and then i got i think there was like eight people left and i got four kills in that like final like circle or two um and it was tense as all hell like the game ended just like like there's three people like basically just like not moving like occasionally just like throwing a random grenade trying to like get people out um and turns out one of the guys is actually like right behind me but for whatever reason like could not see me um like because i had maybe like a a couple meters like between me and the wall and like for whatever reason the guy did not see me and like i was just like alt viewing and i was like oh there's a guy right there just turned around killed him like a big a good thing that i had was an m16 with a uh compressor or compressor yeah um so like my shots weren't giving away my position and like it was just so stressful and it was about to just shrink to the point where it's like you, you all are just gonna die from yeah yeah so like it, it was tense as all hell and it was just was me 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 popping in like i'm probably gonna die i'll just go get a few afk kills to get the blood running and uh and then it turned into a chicken dinner yeah and it is actually came at you fast like <laughs> both of my single player chicken dinners were the same way like I was supposed yeah. to just going to go do an AFK run and it turns out I was on the, the south end of the hill or uh, south mm-hmm. end of the military base like both times and then um, I think that's just what I need to do now is just always plan to like if it's on the path to the military base like okay I'm just going to plan to get AFKs because that's how yeah. I've gotten two of my three dinners um, I today uh, got into a car that was weak on health and drove away toward the circle and then I got shot once with one single bullet and the car blew up. <laughs> so that's just kind of how things have been going for me. Still no chicken dinner for me, but uh, same. it'll happen. Um, you also have fantasy football on here? Yeah, like I haven't played a lot of games this year, or this week, mm-hmm. um, but it is about to be the football season. Is this the first football season we've had as a podcast? Yeah. Yep, because oh, wow. it was last October. Great. 
No, and like, I don't plan on talking about it a lot, but like, <laughs> okay. I've just been like super, like, this is what's been occupying that like kind of yeah. leisure, like, gaming itch. Idle is, thing, yeah. Is, yeah, like, uh, like, I've been making my own like personal rankings of players because I have a draft actually at like seven o'clock tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, been- I'm leaving that, as Evan said on Twitter, uh, the NFL lifestyle, or shit, I keep on messing up this joke. Said it to Grace earlier, but I love the NFL, the never football life. I guess <laughs> how it is. Cool. Because anyway. no football good, life. Great joke. Yeah. Well, I thought it was good. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm glad you have your intellectual superiority because you don't like sports. Hey, uh, I'm not claiming intellectual superiority. I just don't like sports. Uh, it, it's inherent. Got- it's inherent in those like, oh, I don't care about football jokes. Yeah. Well. Hey, one time I got kicked out of a fantasy league. For not caring enough, or for caring too much? Yeah, for not caring enough. But maybe I was maybe I was caring just enough because I forgot to put my quarterback in on my team one week. Uh, oh. A team that I built uh, based off of how nice all of the men looked on the team. Like, would I bring that man home to my parents to, to introduce them? Then they're probably going to be on my team. I forgot to put a quarterback in, and I beat Kelsey that week. Whoa! And she had a full full roster. I still beat her, so she kicked me off the team. Damn. I can't play fantasy anymore. That's I don't want to play fantasy anymore. Yeah. I won fantasy football. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Brian, what have you been playing? Uh, I think the only meaningful thing I have to say is I've been playing Hearthstone despite dunking on it a couple months ago. Yeah, what, what brought you into the fold? Uh, I really dug the expansion theme, the Knights of the Frozen Throne, based off mm-hmm. of World of Warcraft's Lich King uh, lore, but I also really like a lot of the revamping they did with uh, how often you get legendaries and like other like rare cards. Mm-hmm. And so I pre-ordered the uh, set, and I got like three or four of the really good legendaries, and built a druid deck that was created by uh, Fino, a Hearthstone player. Uh, and it's really stupid how good it is. Cool. Or how little I've played this game. Um, that's encouraging because every time I think about replaying Hearthstone, I get anxious at the thought of like wearing new cards and stuff. So that's a big part of it still, but like you have a a really high chance of getting a legendary just for opening packs. Like, like if you open like your first 10 packs or something, maybe this is with the expansion, like pre-ordering it, or maybe this is if you haven't played in a while, you're guaranteed a legendary. Hmm. Um, and the, uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne solo adventure is, I think, free for everyone, and you're guaranteed one of the new legendary cards in it just for playing through the prologue. Cool. So you could, yeah. like, do it, and then whatever legendary character you get, you could then build a deck for them, and you'd be pretty on par with anyone else. Nice. Maybe I'll do Maybe. that then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, did you want to say any more about Hollow Knight? Um, no, it, it, I'm still, like, kind of getting, de- like, really deep into it like i'm starting to see why people were like associating it with like dark souls mm-hmm. um like they're um it's got like the kind of like i've actually died now so i see that like you do like you leave like a specter wherever you've mm-hmm. died and like it has all of your money and your like mana is cut to two-thirds of its uh, max until you like defeat that little specter mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's got that to it um and then there are like these other kind of like hollowed knights that are like out in the world that you'll kind of like run into that. And they're like, kind of like stoic and like 
like waxing poetic about like this like beautifully like decaying like area or whatever like it's it's really cool like it's scratching a lot of like it's just for me it's like a really good action platformer it's kind of got some dark souls elements to it it's got light you know like um exploration that you'd find in like a metroidvania style game like it's it's really good um especially for like getting it on sale for like 10 bucks like this game is pretty damn good um and i it would be yeah it'd be higher on my list if this year of games weren't so fucking great yeah that just reminds me i need to you're talking about this year i still haven't beaten uh zelda i haven't played it in a while i haven't played it in Mm -hmm. a very long time yeah i'm i'm waiting for the second dlc pack like Oh, like yeah. a, a few people were asking me if I had gotten into the first DLC pack. Yeah. And I already committed like 140 whatever hours it was that I uh, put into Breath of the Wild, like in the month that it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can commit my life to it three times in a year or like yeah. that's just all I'm doing. So I'm waiting for the next expansion to come out and then hopefully like I can get all of my fix there. Cause that's also the story DLC. So, um, and I'm, I'm just more interested in that than I am like the hard mode and these trials and mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I'm waiting to get back into it, but I'm excited too. Like I, that, that game was awesome. Like Pub, totally. PUBG was great. I really want to get back into Neo. Um, you should. Yeah. It's a good game. Uh, cool. Well, that covers it for this week. Um, thank you all for listening. And uh, if you like what we're doing, please rate us on Apple podcasts. It helps others discover the show. It takes just a few minutes. And um, also just tell a friend about it because that's probably the best way to get the word out. Um, if you want to read, or if you want us to read emails, you can send them to info at infinitedogs.com. Uh, shout out to Charlie. I've never learned how to say his last name. Brian, do you know? Wallentini? Nope. Sorry, man. Okay. Guess Sorry, I'll have to have you as a guest on the pod. I should know this, but he's been like tweeting at us a bunch. Um, kind of like live tweeting his responses to the uh, to our to our conversations. It's pretty funny. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Ro- uh, fans of genre or infinite underscore dogs. I'm at Rhodes Clark. Um, I'm at Brian T Swanson. I'm at Mikey Krieger. And thank you to John Bash for composing original music for us. You can find more at johnbash.com. Uh, and with that, I think we're done. You bid you adieu. Bid you adieu. 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 Adieu.